Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can in turn inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and it is the perfect day to talk running in faith. And joining me once again is Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. How are you? Great. What about you? I'm good. We've had some good track meets. We have. You we know, have. so it's. I noticed you're mentioning back in shorts here. We Monday we went down there and it was just hot as blazes and then yesterday we went down there and i actually had a jacket with me i never put it on but it was almost cool enough to have a jacket on yesterday two days apart yeah it was chilly it's uh like i've said on here many times welcome to the south (laughs) you don't like the weather just uh, wait a day (laughs) i'm ready for it to be good and hot though i'm ready to sweat a little bit Uh, the days right now these are perfect yeah it's true this is perfect this is actually spring yeah, <laughs> it actually feels like spring. It, it right? does, but it won't last long. No, it won't. <laughs> hey, uh, before we get started, Dean, let's talk about this week's sponsor again. If you have a business out there and you want to support Run for God and allow us to support your business at the same time, uh, shoot an email to runlanehollis at gmail dot com. He'll get you all the information on how to become a, a community partner. But this week's partner is one of my favorites, Front Runner Front Runner Athletics. Uh, as followers, we're told to put on the whole armor of God. As a runner, you also uh, need to put on protection for yourself from injury of aches and pains. Front Runner Athletic is a family-owned running specialty store that helps fit you with quality gear that will help you run and not grow weary. They are longtime supporters of Run for God. Visit Front Runner locally in Chattanooga on Hickson Pike for a complimentary fitting or online at frontrunnerathletics.com. Mention RFG10 and get a 10% discount to, you know, the guys at Front Runner. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Marissa still works with Run, Front Runner, doesn't she? But she, she does. lives somewhere else. But she, she does all their online yep. stuff, which just came to our attention what several months back that, yeah uh, they have a great online presence so no matter where you're at if you don't have a good local running store go check them out at frontrunnerathletics.com and support a business that really supports run for god they have for years yeah 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 marissa's working from Minnesota. if marissa can work from minnesota and be part of the group of, of front runner athletics. We can certainly purchase things from anywhere. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is. That a local running store, one of their employees lives all the way up in, in Minnesota. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's great, great group of people. It is. How about a Facebook post from this week? This one comes from Faith Dixon. Prayerful encouragement, advice, discernment requested. Might be a long post. So, thank you to those who stick it out. Jeesh, I'm struggling internally, and surely God has bigger fish to fish to fry than little old me wanting to run a marathon. So here's my situation. I just finished the 5K challenge, like many of you, as a first step on the couch to marathon journey. I did all the training and completed the 5K, but the problem is that I did so as a walker and not a runner. And quite frankly, I want to run. I don't just want to walk. Six years ago, I ran a half marathon. Now, I'm a turtle runner. Uh, 
But but still, so why do I walk? Why did I walk? Long story as short as possible, I have struggled my whole life with morbid obesity and the vicious cycle of gaining and losing 100 plus pounds again and again due to food addiction. I'm now maintaining a healthy body weight by a miracle of Christ. At age 21, I severely dislocated my kneecap for the first time and not the last. Compounded by a tibial plateau fracture in that knee eight years ago and carrying so much extra weight for so long, I'm 44, the knee is arthritic and bone-on-bone in places. I joined Run for God as a walker because this past October I had surgery on my right knee. It was just a scope to clean up arthritis, free-floating debris, and a degenerative torn meniscus. The surgery worked great to resolve pain, but my orthopedic surgeon told me that if I ran long distances again, I would need a knee replacement sooner than later. But walking was okay because of the significant difference in impact. But my heart isn't okay with walking, and I hear people say that doctors aren't always right. I haven't tried to run on it yet for more than a few yards, but it seems to feel so much better than straining to speed walk. It's hard to listen to all the podcasts, etc., and hear the word run over and over again. I want to run a marathon, not walk one. I have thought maybe this was a lesson in humility for me and that God really does want me to simply walk humbly, Micah 6.8, with him. But my heart keeps screaming, run the race set before you. Run and not grow weary. Run for God. First and foremost is my desire to be obedient to God and take every step fully within his will. If you've read this far, thank you. You are a saint. A quick prayer for wisdom and discernment concerning this matter is greatly appreciated. Lord, may I not just hear what my itching ears hope to hear, but may I hear your voice and be obedient to your perfect will. Amen. That's a great post. Isn't it? Now, Dean, what I'm seeing here is there's two things two things going on here one is a doctor issue which you know yeah. we've we've talked about this before that yeah there's there are some doctors out there that are you know more more encouraging of running and then there are some orthopedics out there who are less encouraging of running now we're not going to get into which is wrong and which is right that's uh, last time i checked i don't have a doctor degree me neither um, you don't have one either so we're, we're not going to go there but there there are doctors who are more pro physical activity and less physical activity so faith if you're listening out there which i hope you are you know if you're feeling like you're not getting told the whole picture maybe get a second opinion Mm -hmm. but i want to park on the walking part for a minute because we hear this i dealt with this Mm -hmm. we hear this a lot from yes this is run for god but let me tell you I started running for God now 12 years ago. God laid this ministry on my heart. We called it Run for God, and I have ran the whole time except for the past year. I did the 5K challenge even this year. Last year, I did the 5K challenge, the 10K, had some knee issues and started walking, and that's what introduced kind of the walking side of all this. Well, this year, by choice, I did the 5K challenge running, and now I'm walking again. There's there's something in your psyche if you are a runner – and you have been in the past making that transition to walking for whatever reason. Last year, it was out of necessity. This year, it was out of choice. Yeah. It, you, you need to do... 
I hear from I've heard from several people who deep down they're running because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do. But really, they like walking. And there comes a point where you have to get honest with yourself. Yeah. And because if you're if you're doing something just because you feel like you're supposed to do it, especially when it comes to a physical activity, um, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to feel like a job. And so I just encourage you to really get honest with yourself, Faith, and, and decide what is it that you want to do. Do you feel like you need to be running because this is run for God and we talk about running a lot? Or do you really want to be running? If the answer is you really want to be running, then I would probably get a second opinion from a doctor because, like I said, there are two types of doctors out there. But if deep down you really want to walk, but you just feel like you're supposed to be running, believe me when I tell you, that's not the case. Everyone is 100% welcome here, whether you're walking, whether you're walking fast, whether you're running slow, or whether you're running fast. There's four groups of people in this ministry right now, and everyone is welcome, and everyone is just as important as the other. So hear me when I say, if walking is what you enjoy to do, enjoy doing, then walk. If running is what you really enjoy doing, then go get a second opinion. But either way, just just do what makes you happy because there is no mandate in this ministry that you have to do one or the other. Yeah, and I would go a, a step further than that. Running versus walking, you're looking at if you look at that as black and white as if it's a binary choice it doesn't have to be the galloway method has become very very huge right because for a reason because a lot of people like to do a little bit of both and you can ebb and flow i mean i may i may be back to running next week i don't know i've decided i'm going to do what i like to do yeah and right now today it's walking. I'll be walking this afternoon. Well, and you spent time doing some ultra marathon stuff. How sure. many ultra marathoners don't walk? Almost <laughs> <Very> none. <few>. Almost <laughs> yeah. none, right? Yeah. Almost all ultra marathoners spend time walking sure. in races. And so it's not it's not an unusual thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not you're not less than right. if you're walking. And I think that's where we get it a lot of times is we feel like, well, I'm I'm less than those people who are running. No, no, that's just, it's just not it's, true. It's not. Uh, the truth is, is that whether you walk or run, you're doing something that is good for your body. Sure. And elevating your heart rate is what it's all about. If you're looking at this from the health standpoint, it's getting your heart rate up and yeah. you can do that with both. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I do understand. She seems to indicate in here that maybe the walking is harder than the running for her. Sure. You know, like you just want to break into a run. I get that. Yeah. You know, you and I walked that half marathon last year. And it's like, it's, it was hard yeah. not to run. Yeah. Um, but, but, but if it's a knee issue and there really is something there that she shouldn't be running, then, you know, it is by far less impact yep. to be walking than running. So just be smart about it, um, yep. but be honest with yourself about it. That's right. And talk about. Uh, ultra marathons the trivia question for last week was what is the world's longest certified foot race did you have have you ever heard of this race i haven't it's crazy there is a race that takes place in jamaica queens queens new york um and it is called the self-transcendence 3100 mile race it takes place between june and august um, and it's literally 500 kilometers 3,100 miles. Uh, the, the, the guy who started this whole thing, his name is Sri 
Chinmoy. It's a strange name, but um, he, he started this uh, way back in the, I want to say in the 80s. Yeah, he started it in 1985. And when he started it, it was a thousand mile race. Then it went to, um, it got longer and longer. Um, so it went to. It, it, at one point, they had three different distances. 1,300, 2,700, yes. and 3,100. Eventually, wow. it landed on 3,100 miles. So I guess they decided maybe 500K was the thing to do. So uh, the record for the race is 40 days and nine hours by, I, I can't even say the name, Ash Ashprehanol Pekka Alto. <laughs> is that a... I don't know. Somebody from Israel flag? Yeah, uh, Greece. Greece. Okay. From from Greece. And then there's somebody from Slovakia who has an equally difficult name to uh <laughs> Kanenika Janakova from Slovakia has the, the women's record, forty eight days. Anyway, it's it takes place over fifty two days, and so you have fifty two days to complete this. The runners run this is the craziest thing. They run 5,649 laps around a city block in, in Jamaica, Queens. Um, and it, it just, just seems crazy to me. It's a, it's a distance of 0.5488 miles. So uh, 883 meters, if you want to look at meters. And they do this while normal life is going on in this neighborhood nobody even knows it's going on that's right and i just <laughs> see these people day after day running by running by running by and, and i'm sure the people that live in that area know what it's about but so many people walk by there i'm sure and have no idea what's going on these people that are just running around on this sidewalk um they what they do is they run uh from 6 a.m to midnight every day so i guess there's downtime between midnight and 6 a.m uh, I guess that's mandatory sleep time, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so it, it, you have to average 59.62 miles every day if you want to get done in the time limit. And the prize, the prize is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> it is a T-shirt, a DVD, or a small trophy. So uh, Not all three. <laughs> not all not three. you get one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was. This was just a, a way to. That the reason it's called the self transcendence thirty one hundred mile race is. It's a lot like I think about us and run for God and the idea of pushing our limits. That's why this guy started this whole thing. We was, should do this out at the church property. Yeah, thirty five k. I mean, that's a one mile trail. Yeah, that would be a heck of a lot better than running New York City streets a half mile block. You would think so. It'd be a little tougher though than a flat ground. But, yeah, I don't know because they've got sidewalks and people yeah. walking and cars yeah. driving. And yeah, how yeah. many people sign up for this race? I, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it can't be many. No, it's not. It's not. I'm sure there's only you know a dozen or two that uh, crazy that people. It. Yeah, crazy people for sure. But it's uh, the distance race distance is the distance from the west to the east coast plus eleven marathons. So because that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so and then what they do is they change direction every day so if if you if you do track work i know like our our team mm -hmm. I, I always tell them to when they warm up and cool down to run in the opposite direction because if you run in the same direction over and over and over again you're always leaning to the same side then you that wind can't up be the reason though dean because they're going 60 miles in one direction before they change that's a lot of miles to usually we no. go like a mile or two 
and then you change yeah. direction. Well, that's true. But they're that's changing true. directions each day, but they're doing 60 miles a day. Yeah, yeah. But it's still the same thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think after 60, if you ran a track for 60 miles, you're going to have problems that first day. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and like here, the, the, the weather there is crazy. Yeah. So it could be a hundred degrees. Sure. It's in the summertime, and New York it gets hot up there. I, I, I was born in New Jersey. I'd to go up there and just watch some of those characters fish. It, it would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. The the uh, tra- self transcendence thirty one hundred mile race. So self transcendent. Sure. What does transcendent mean? Transcendent it means finding, find, you know, transcending who you trying to find the deepest depths of who you are and what you can do. Well, is, that's a good name for that, it. That, it sure is. All right, so we're in full swing 10K mode right now. So let's let's talk just a second about a big race we've got coming up down in Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, Patrick and Angie Hawkins are hosting the Hawkins Fundraiser 10K. Uh, this is a cool race. We've talked about it already on here before. We're going to talk about it again. This is this is probably the lowest key fun race you'll ever run, especially if you come and join us. We went down and did this. We actually drove right by. I don't know if you know, but going to and from the region meet, you drive, you see the trail when you're when you're going down almost. Oh yeah. You know the bridge. Anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah, we came that, by that it bridge twice is this right week. Close by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a we literally draw a line on the pavement on a sidewalk and we say go, and we go out and run. And Angie has coolers out there. Uh, where you pick up waters yourself it's it's as low-key it's kind of like this transcendent race yeah the people that live down there don't even know there's a race going on there's just a bunch of people showing up at this school taking off and you know it's all on uh paved trails um but yeah it's a fundraiser for run for god they're gracious enough to to do this um we went down and joined them last year and it was just a ball and i said we've We've got to do this and invite everybody else. Those who can join us can join us. If you want to do it virtually, you can do it virtually. There is no cost to join this. Um, you know, there's there's a place that you can make a donation to Run for God, which is which is really cool. Uh, but there is no cost to it, which is awesome. Um, so join us July the 16th, either in Cartersville, Georgia, or get your group together from anywhere USA and join us at the same time. We're, we're probably going to have some kind of live something going on where you know if you're somewhere else you can join us remotely and uh but it's gonna be a lot of fun so thank you to patrick and angie for for putting this together i know they've got a lot of help uh with organizing it this year so uh thanks to everyone who's hard at work on this did we figure out how to get us a uh, some kind of a cam where where we could run with it while we're doing the race where everybody could kind of join us while we're running we gotta we gotta figure that out. I guess out. it's gonna depend on what the sale signal down there is. Well, that's true. That's true. I would think it would be pretty good though in that area. Yeah. I don't know. You but. know, at the at Rotmar School we were last night, the reception is terrible. Yeah, it so was. I don't, very I don't good. know how it is down. We'll have to check that out. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yep. All right. Social media? Nope. Grocery store tabloids? Nope. The newspaper? Not usually. The national news? 
Is there any media source these days that only shares a positive message? A lot of the media we take in each day can be pretty negative. Why not make the decision right now that your music will only be positive? Sign up for an account at jradio.com today and download the app in your app store. With music for every moment and entirely positive Christian message, it'll be nice to hear things going right for a change. All right, so we're back, and um, so you heard the commercial just now about J uh, Radio, but we need we need some more stories. Yes, we do. Um, so Dean is uh, Dean's been running a little bit thin on the stories, and the thing about it is there's hundreds, there's thousands of stories within earshot of us right now. So yep. you have a story, we know you do. We hear about them. We read some of them on Facebook. But we need we need you to go to runforgod.com and click on submit your story and tell us your story. There's nothing more powerful than your story. Really, th- that's what this ministry has really become about. That's what we've become is we're a ministry of of people's God stories. And running just has to be happens to be a side dish to this thing. But the main course is people's stories nowadays, and it's it's what keeps people coming back. So get out there and and get alone somewhere, talk to God. And and write this story. Write it with God, because yeah. God will direct your path when you when you go to writing a story that 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 is is centered around what He's done in your life. Powerful things can happen. As vanilla as you may think it is, somebody needs to somebody needs to hear it. So get out there, write your story, and submit it at runforgod.com. We need it. Yep. You just go to the bottom of the page and there's a place. It's really hard to figure out. It says, submit your story. Yeah. We, so. we tend to complicate things on our website. <laughs> uh, well, I saw a thread recently where people were arguing about the efficacy of weightlifting and running. People argue that kind of stuff. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it went from, I mean, so, such extremes of, you know, some people like, well, weightlifting, obviously you have to do it. If you don't do it, you're you're more on to right. if you weightlift, you're dumb because you're going to hurt yourself. I mean, just completely opposite views. And I thought that was interesting. Um, and in my opinion, as usual, the truth is somewhere in the middle of those things. It always is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but. There's a reason why you, when you go to races, the guys that are that are running in these races, especially the ones at the front, they don't have big, huge, bulging muscles. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that, um, because weightlifting yeah. is not um, not a replacement for running. That's what I always tell right. folks: is if you've got extra time to do some weightlifting to get your core good and strong, that's great. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But don't replace running with weightlifting. You're not doing yourself any good right. with your running. Yeah, You're, it's a great supplement. That's and right. there have been some some bigger guys lately do some pretty impressive things in the in the running scene. I think of uh, Lane Falls, that Nick Bear. You know who that guy is? He's run um, Bear Performance Nutrition. Do you know who I'm talking about? I, I vaguely. He he ran. I think he just recently ran a sub three hour marathon. Which is not insanely impressive, but he's probably, I don't know, he's probably 230. Yeah. Big guy. I mean, he's hes kind of up there where, where Ryan Hall is now. And to run a sub three hour marathon at that size, that's impressive. It's pretty good. It's very it's impressive. Pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you can, you can do both, but you just got to be, 
you know, you don't want to, you don't want to dive into to bodybuilding and expect to run a really fast that's, race. That's um, it. So, Depends you know, neither one is bad. No. But it's just all about what your your preferences are. What, what you, you want to do, what we yeah. talked about earlier. That's right. That's right. Well, have you ever received something you didn't think you deserved? Well, let's talk about how you should look at that. Rhonda Williams sends us another story, and this one is called, But I Don't Deserve It. We could put a book together with Rhonda Williams stories. I know we could, right? Thank you, Rhonda, for again submitting a story. 100%. I'm a Run for God instructor, and my 5K class recently ran our 5K goal race. God blessed us with good weather, a beautiful course, and wonderful people to run with. It was such a thrill to watch each of my students cross the finish line and see the joy and feeling of accomplishment on their faces. They had all worked so hard, overcoming obstacles and hardships, refusing to quit in order to reach their goal. I was so proud of them and could not hold back the tears of joy that streamed down my face. As a bonus, several students placed in their age group. One student who placed had to leave before the award ceremony, so I collected her medal for her and was excited to call her to let her know she had placed third in her age group. She didn't sound very excited about it. She replied that she didn't deserve it. There were only three people in my age group. Her response tugged at my heart. I, too, have been the recipient of an award I did not feel I had earned. At first, I was embarrassed, and I felt the need to explain when someone complimented me on my achievement. However, I have developed a different attitude about it over the last few years. I advised my student to think of it as a gift from God for all of her hard work. I told her, he's proud of you for sticking with it and not giving up. I advised her to hang it where she will see it every day and let it remind her of his love and generosity. I reminded her that she had received a much more precious gift that she also did not deserve, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Oh, what an incredible gift. God loves us so much that he sent his son to suffer and die in our place. Jesus took the punishment we deserve, and in its place, we receive the greatest gift ever given to human beings, the right to become children of God. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's John 1.12. We did not earn the right to be his children. He freely gave it as a gift. If he would do that for us, why wouldn't he give us a little medal to boost our motivation? I recommended that my student put that medal to work by hanging it where she will see it every day so it would remind her of the greatest unearned gift of all. I told her, when you look at it, take a moment to give thanks for the precious gift of Jesus and let it motivate you to be the person he created you to be. Hmm. That's a great story, Rhonda. Real good point, because we hear that all the time, don't we? How people say, well, there were only two people in my age group. Well, yeah, and this is part of a bigger conversation for me. You know, we, we've talked about this with our young athletes all through the years about humbleness. I think humbleness is one of the most attractive and best qualities a person can have, but only if it's accompanied by graciousness yeah because so many people and i and i i used to struggle with this 
at one time, but I, I've always, it probably sounds weird to say, I, I like to think of myself as a humble person, but used to, I would struggle with taking a compliment and humbleness without graciousness can come across as, as kind of self-deprecating and people want that race director wanted to give her the medal. Yeah. And we need to have, uh, you know, you hear people talk about a humble and gracious heart. It, those, those two words typically go together and it's the gracious part that humble people a lot of times will struggle with because they feel like they don't deserve things. And, yeah. and, and, you know, while we may not deserve it, we need to be gracious because that, that is a, um, that is a character that that compliments humbleness awesomely. Is that a word? Awesomely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know you don't like the word awesome, but I'm trying to. It they they go hand in hand, yeah. and it and it makes for a, a great character trait. Those are two char- great character traits when they're put together. Yeah. Um, because you know I, I've one of my sons. You know he struggles with the graciousness sometimes. He loves to to build things for people, and but he doesn't. He doesn't take the compliments too well. He he kind of shies away. And while you may think that's humbleness, it's a little off-putting to the person giving the compliment. They right. they want to give you something. Yeah. And we need to be gracious in accepting that. So I understand the sentiment here. It. It, it's it it's something many people who are humble struggle with, but it's okay to be gracious. It's okay to say thank you and receive the gift somebody's trying to give you. Well, and again, we just had a pole vaulter. You know, she just won her third conference championship. Well, the reason she's won three conference championships is because she's not had any competition. She's the only pole vaulter in our conference. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm sure that at times she thinks, well, I'm the only one. So, but she still has to do several things, right? She has to work. She works all year long for that moment to get in that conference championship. And she has to clear that opening height. If she doesn't clear the opening height, then it's no good anyway. But she um, can think of that as less than, or she can realize that there's a lot of people out there who have the opportunity. Think of every school in our conference. They all have a student body. Any one of them Mm -hmm. can pick up a pole vault pole and learn how to pole vault and, and get in that pole vault. And they haven't done it. But she has. Mm-hmm. And you got to think of it the same way. When you get an age group award like this, you got off the couch. Sure. You did all of that work to get to that race. It's okay. Sometimes yeah. it's just a matter of showing up at the right time. I, we've all been there, right? I've been there where I remember one time this happened. I forgot about this race. It was actually in Cartersville on those same paths that were going to run the, the Hawkins 10K. I went to a race. It's an Atlanta track club race. Well, typically at an Atlanta track club race, there's a lot of fast guys that show up. Well, that day I won the race. I, I'm not fast enough to win that race, but I won it because there was a wreck in Atlanta <laughs> and the people coming to the race got stuck behind the wreck and they couldn't make it there to the race. And so I wound up winning because all those fast guys coming out of Atlanta didn't make it. I still won, right? I still won. And you know, it's it's fun to look back and realize, yeah. you know, that, that that happened. And, you know, hopefully, I don't think it was anybody from the race that was hurt or anything like that. Um, 
But nonetheless, I still have I still have a first place medal. Well, people, I mean, we hear this a lot. We we doing what we do. We hear this a lot. People will say, come up and they say, you'll say, how did you do in your race yesterday? Well, I got I got third in my age group, but there was only three people in my age group. And what I always say is, so you got third in your age group. Yeah. You, that 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 that's where you kind of cross the line. You know, I guess it comes down to the heart posture, but many people will do it as in, well, it really doesn't mean anything because there was only three people in my age group. Well, that's baloney. It means a lot. Mm -hmm. You you made it just like you said. You laced up your shoes that morning. You went. You did all this training. You got third in your age group. Period. Full stop. (laughs) Nothing past that. Be confident and gracious in that moment that – I'm, I'm so thankful. Yeah. I got third place in my age group. Yeah. Period. I, there, I used to have a poster on my wall when I was in high school. And it was a poster of a guy running. He was running down a hill, and then he, you could see a big hill in front of him. And the, the quote said this, The race does not always go to the swift, but to those who keep on running. Sure. Sometimes it's just the fact that you stuck it out longer um, than someone else. And I think that's important. Yeah. John one twelve. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is we don't deserve our salvation. I mean, the Bible is very, very clear on that. Um, I mean, all we have to do is believe. And for all, for somebody who is a believer in Christ, just as she points out, for us to feel like we didn't deserve something like a medal, how how minor is that compared to our salvation? Um, it's just it's the thing is is you got to be in the race. Once you once you've accepted Christ, you're in the race, and, and that's that's the bottom line. Um, is is we we have to. There's something to just being part of it, and yeah. um, and that's all that all that's all that God asks of us. Yeah, I think I think nowhere in Scripture does. Does, I mean, in the New Testament, does Jesus talk about um, we need to have an attitude of not deserving it? He never talks about that. In fact, he talks about an attitude of graciousness. We need to be thankful. We need to come into his presence with thanksgiving, not, oh, gee, God, I don't deserve this. Yeah. God doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. He, he knows we don't deserve it. <laughs> that, that goes without saying but he's given it to us anyway. So we need to come into his courts with thanksgiving, yeah. not self-deprecation. And, and so if if he's given us that as a pattern for prayer, then shouldn't that be the attitude of our heart in every area of our life? It should. We, we, it needs, humbleness needs to come with graciousness yep. always. Yep. God wants us to accept. Absolutely. Just like just, that just race like director. Yep. If, just. Think about it. You, you, We hand out awards at races. Mm-hmm. Think about if we called the third place winner up to come accept their award and they sat out there and they said, well, there was only three in the age group. I don't deserve it. No, thank you. Well, that would be off-putting. Yeah, it would. I would yeah. I would kind of be, as a race director, I would be like, zero graciousness there. <laughs> You'll take your award and like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get up here. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, but you got to, if you're that kind of person, which a lot of people are, they're very humble. Yeah that you've got to understand that when people are trying to give you something, you need to graciously accept it. 
Yeah. And and for some people that is hard, and I get it. Yeah. Um, but it it is something that you need. Some people are on the other end of the spectrum. They think everything is about me, and they need to, a little lesson in humbleness. Yeah. Um, but many people who are humble need a lesson in graciousness. Yeah, goes so. both ways. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, just I, I said just because you win an award doesn't mean you should brag about it. And that's not what we're asking you to do. We're not saying you should accept the award and then go out and, you know, Make sure that everybody knows about it. You don't have to brag about it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You don't have to brag about it. It's, you know, I I think about this story. I ran into this guy while we were in Hattiesburg, Mississippi recently for a track meet. There's a guy in the lobby. The guy was a, he was a former Marine. I guess I'll, I I don't only say former Marine. The guy's a Marine, um, retired. And basically he's got a boat and he goes out in the Gulf and he fishes every day. And he's retired and he's just enjoying life. And he was telling me, I don't know how we got, it was taking him a long time to check me into the hotel. So we got into a long conversation. And he was telling me how he ran mm-hmm. and he was a runner and how he, how good he was. And he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He told me some of the times he ran, he was pretty good. And, um, and then he asked me about my running. And of course, you know how that is. I'm kind of like, like her in this case, it was like, I don't know if I really want to say it, but he asked me specifically, mm-hmm. well, what, what kind of, how fast, is, how long does it take you to run three miles? <laughs> and so I told him, and of course that was, he was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know why I'm even talking. You know, it's, you know, he was just crazy falling all over himself thinking, well, I just put my foot in my mouth and he didn't, he didn't. Yeah. And, um, but it, it's that, it's that way with our testimony. So we moved from, we moved from that so the next thing we were talking about is what is run for God mm. and and what does it mean to run for God? And that part that I wasn't bragging about what was going on, but it came up in conversation and it sure. opened the door for other things. And so um, for, for me to be able to go to the let me tell you about run for God, because I can't take any credit for that. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, we just we get these doors open by some of these things that we do, and um, I, I just thought it was an interesting way for things to that conversation to move. Hmm. That's a good story, Dean. Um, Romans eight thirty two, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? I mean, that's. <clears throat> Verse 31, just before it says, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? That same God that gave us his son, that same God that gave us something we completely didn't deserve. He knew we didn't deserve it. He did it anyway. He's for us. Mm -hmm. I just love that thought. Yeah, and you can't be, I mean, we're, we're we're to be victorious. Yeah. Through what God did for us, yeah, and you can be victorious with a gracious attitude, yeah. But you can't be gr- victorious if you're just if you're if Eeyore is your spirit animal, <laughs> you'll never be victorious. And there are many people out there 
that it, it's it is like Eeyore. I don't even know if that's from. Is that from Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. I mean, oh, woe is me. You know, yeah. we, you don't need to be that way. It, number one, it's not attractive. It's not a good. It's not a good um, way to be. But it also doesn't point people to Christ. Yeah. And we need to be confident, not cocky, in what God has done for us. There's a big difference in those two words. But we need to be confident. We need to be gracious uh, to Christ for what He did. For us, and that gives us the confidence to go out and tell others about that. But we're never going to win somebody to Christ by saying, "Well, I just don't deserve anything," and, and you, you kind of lose people right there. Yeah, we need to be confident, we need to be humble, and we need to be gracious. Um, and that is the way to win people to Christ because that that is attractive. People want that. They when people you hear people say, "Well, I, I saw." Dean and I want what he had. Well, if you're walking around all day, woe is me. Nobody's looking at Dean saying, "I want, I want Eeyore." They're not saying that. <laughs> right. They want somebody to be confident, gracious, and humble. They want Tigger. I don't remember Maybe what Tigger did. Tigger. Tigger. Tigger's bolts. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. He may be the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, he's the other end of the spectrum for sure. <laughs> I, I always said that I, that was my spirit animal, especially growing up, because I've just just I was bouncing off the walls yeah. all the time, and yeah. the, the teachers would tell my mother that. Um, but the, here's the bottom line in that verse. The bottom line in that verse is it says that when we step up to the starting line, we've already won mm-hmm. because God is on our side, and God's going to get us to the to the finish line. We I mean, know how the race plays out. That's right. Yeah. Here's a question. Have you ever received an award you didn't earn? And how did you feel about it? I can't help but think about uh, in the job that I have now with the college, for the last three years in a row, I've won Coach of the Year. What is Coach of the Year? It means I have the fastest girls. It doesn't mean there's anything special about me. Right. It means my team is faster than everybody else's. And so, you know, if, to, in a way, every time I look at those awards, I think I, that wasn't me that earned those. That was those girls who ran hard. But you graciously accepted them. I did. Think about what yes. your girls would have thought if you would, if they said, hey, and the Coach of the Year award goes to Dean Thompson. You said, no, no, no. It was all my girls. I'm not going to accept it. Yeah. Your girls would have been pretty upset. Yeah. You know, because they they were behind you and 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 they're they're a, a big part of why you got it. So they want you to accept it. They want you to be gracious in that. That's true. That's true. Um I, <laughs> I remember one another story. I may have told this story on here before, but I was this is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. I had I was in a half marathon. It was in Rome at Berry College, and I ran up on somebody in the middle of the race. And I was just using this race as a. Kind of, I had a marathon coming up, and I wanted to run this half marathon to work on pacing mm-hmm. things like that. And so I wasn't running it as hard as I could. I was just it, I was using the race, and. I ran up on this guy. Well, we got to talking a little bit, and he was sharing with me that he was running way under his PR pace. And so that was like, I was excited for him. Mm-hmm. And I was running with him. I was trying to drag him along, and I was just just trying to be encouraging to him and trying to tell him, relax. And you know, and I just kept trying to pull him along. And, uh, and he kept on going, and he kept, I kept pulling along. 
And uh, so in the end, of course, we got around that last turn, that last 200 meters of uh, there at Barry is just one long straightaway. As soon as we turned that turn, I just backed off and just let him finish because he was going to finish strong. And he did. And he said a new big, big PR. And in the end, what I found out was I, f- I found out that there was a cash award. He was he was third overall in this race. There was a cash award for the top three. <laughs> so, so I didn't get I didn't get the cash award. He did. But man, I felt like I had won the yeah. award and I didn't win a thing. Yeah. And uh, it was so much fun to, to help. So I think some of the awards that we get as as children mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. they're not really they're not awards as the world sees sure. awards. They're um, just like getting a chance to talk to that guy. That guy that I talked to in the lobby there in Hattiesburg was just, he was a good guy. I don't think he was a Christian, mm-hmm. um, but he was open to what I had to say. Sure. And I was really excited. And I felt like I had won an award, like God had put him in front of me to give me an opportunity to share mm-hmm. Christ with him. And uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I know that wasn't the question, but. It's a good tangent, though. <laughs> uh, another question. Is it easier to accept a gift you deserve than one you don't? And why? Sure. It's always easier. I, I thought about this question a little bit uh, this morning when I was reading through this. I, I think it's because. Um, I want to I step gingerly here. Our, our nature, our sinful nature is to be prideful prideful and proud of things that we did and when i say we i'm pointing at myself and it's it's humbleness and humbleness and gratefulness is not in our sinful nature that is something that's a gift from god and that's a that's a gift that we have to practice mm-hmm. and um so i think for that reason it it you know, we used to, we always go back to the the triathlon kids. I say kids. All these kids are grown and married and yeah. have jobs now. And so, but when I say kids, so that we're talking years ago, but we, you know, I used to tell them if I ever see, because there's so many teams around the country that we'd go to these triathlons and kids would jump, they'd win first place and they'd jump up on the top of the podium and they'd be pointing it themselves and saying yeah i did this and i always told our kids i said if i ever see you get up there and you start pointing at me i said be looking for the shoe because i will take my shoe off and i will knock you off that podium (laughs) because that is our nature right is to say it's all about me so for that reason yeah it is easier to accept something that we earned rather than something that we didn't earn because to accept something we didn't earn many times is harder to accept and it's a it's more it's more of a noble act to to go that way it's it's something Mm -hmm. that we have to to practice doing and like i said i keep using the word attractive and and i mean that in a way that that's people are drawn to that they are people are truly drawn to people who are humble and grateful in, in the way that they act but that is not something that comes naturally that's right. I remember here just last year, I ran, I have been running this USATF uh, Club Cross Country Championships, National Championships for 12 years, I think, 12 or 13 years. I've, been, I've run it a lot. 
uh, ever since I turned no, hadn't been that many years. Yeah, yeah. When I turned 45, that was the first year I, I did it. Anyway, I've done it every year since then, except for the COVID year. I have been trying to get into the top 10 in that for years. And I find, I didn't only get into the top 10 this past year, but I got into the top three. I was on the podium. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, making sure that Debbie was close by to get a picture of me on the podium because I was really <laughs> proud. Proof. I had worked on this for a decade, literally yeah. trying to get to this point. And I got there and, and I was really proud. And because I knew I had worked so hard for it. So it's normal for us to feel more pride and, f- and it's a lot easier. I, I wasn't just, it wasn't just easy to accept that, <laughs> that, mm. that award. I was eager to accept that award because we work so hard at it and so that's the way the world is and that's the way and and that's normal that's normal for us to to want to be proud of the things that we work really really hard for yeah there's there's nothing nothing wrong wrong there's nothing wrong with it so let me let me go back and say that i said it's it's the question is which is easier it's not saying which is right yeah and which is wrong it's saying which is easier and because they're, you're right, if you worked hard for something, there's nothing wrong with accepting that. But and you can do that with a humble and grateful heart at but, the same time. Yeah, but that's why it's so hard. Sure. To to because we're used to working hard for something, getting an award, and and feeling good about it because because we work so hard. Right. Well, the work's not there for the thing we feel like we didn't deserve. Right. So. It, and that, I think that's why so many people yeah, have a problem with salvation. It is. It is. It's it exactly is because why. I didn't. I didn't earn it. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. That's, yeah, well, none of us earn it. We yeah. were all born condemned to hell, but by the gracious gift of Jesus Christ, we're given this gift, and and we're we're called to come into His kingdom. And people, you know, people's first reaction is, "Well, what's it going to cost me?" Nothing from a a tangible, nothing from a, a monetary standpoint. But yeah, he wants your life, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's and this, should, is, this is an interesting story instead of questions. Yeah, it really like is. It. Yep. Last question: A gift is not a gift unless it is accepted. Have you accepted the greatest gift ever offered to you, the salvation of Jesus Christ? I like that observation. A mm-hmm. gift isn't a gift unless it's accepted. That's pretty good, huh? Right. Yeah, and and you know, I, m- maybe there's people out here listening to this right now that that they struggle with this because I think many people, uh, before they come to Christ, they struggle with this. That because you you hear people say, I've heard people say when talking to them about you know becoming a, a child of God or even coming to church. Well, I need to get some things cleaned up in my life. You know, I need yeah. to quit this or I need to stop doing this and. That's not the case. You know, it's, we don't, there is nothing, nothing that we have to do to come to Christ other than to come humbly. Yeah. And, and ask Him for be Lord, to ask Him to be Lord and Savior of our life. But in a society where everything costs you something, everything, you have to prepare for things, you have to get ready for things, that, that's the way we're wired. But coming to Christ is so opposite that it's so yeah. void of all those other things that come as you are. That's a that's a 
that's an old hymn, Come As You Are. Yeah. That that means if you're if you're steeped in drugs and pornography and alcohol and your life is a wreck, come as you are. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to fix those things because it's not about you. Yeah. It's we many times we can't do this in our own power. You can't stop those things in your own power. You that's why you are where you are. You need to come to Christ and he can fix those things and he does it for free. Yeah. I think about myself how I struggle with temper and anger for many years. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that I don't struggle with that nearly as much today as I once did is because of my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. If I had waited until I fixed those things before I came to him, I still wouldn't be there. Exactly. But the fact, it, it, whatever whatever your problem is, no matter what it is, that's the whole point of coming as you are, is that those things will get better mm-hmm. if you have a relationship with Christ. They just will. It's just not. There's no question about it. Yeah, and if you're, I mean, if you're out there right now and you're listening to this, and maybe, maybe something in this story, in these three questions or these three verses, have kind of pricked your heart, or maybe you feel the Holy Spirit moving in your life, and and you don't have a relationship with Christ, we've got a web page built just for you. It's runforgod.com forward slash peace with God. It's a few short videos um, by by one of the best in the world to ever walk this earth in this area and it's billy graham doing what he does best and it's pointing people to the foot of the cross and uh, so i urge you go go to runforgod.com forward slash peace with god and uh watch those series videos and and then just have a conversation with god and and find out number one where he is in your life and what he wants you to do going forward amen at run for god we care about more than just your exercise we care about your relationship with god and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help you build your relationship with god that's why we partner with j radio j radio offers a variety of positive and christian playlists to listen to while you run you can find a playlist that i put together on the run for god station at j radio All right, we're back. Don't you think it's interesting how simple and complicated running can be? Uh, or should the question be, don't you think it's interesting how simple running is and how complicated we often make it? <laughs> That's, that might be a better way to put it. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and I think it all comes down to that mental side, right? That's why running is complicated. That's where we always get in trouble. Yeah, because the act right. of running is really simple. Nike had it right. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I see so many athletes who limit themselves, not just athletes. I see recreational runners all the mm-hmm. time who limit themselves, who you know, you know, you know, you know, you've watched them. You you know, they have this ability to do so much more and their mind has got them in such a small box. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then one day it clicks. Um it's and it's when you're in the middle of it as an athlete it's so real you know i mean it's it's it is a reality that you're in but the reality is only con, you're only constrained to that reality because of what your brain is thinking well i've read one time somebody made the comment our our brains are often prisons we get uh, trapped 
and our thoughts. And I've done this before, you know, stressful situations, stressful periods of life. You know, it, it's it's kind of like the evil one is 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 locking those jail cells and and wants to keep you in. But what what typically helps you break out of that? It's it's, it's talking about it. Yeah. It's getting out and walking with your spouse or somebody and just. And it's amazing how if you if you get outside your head and you let somebody else input, many times that goes away. It's 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 finding a different way of thinking many times, and that goes for athletes too. Yeah, they think I'm not good enough or I can never do that, and before long they start to believe it, and then it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it it's it's real. Yeah, tempo runs. Remember tempo runs with the we we'll go back to the triathlon <laughs> yeah. team. They struggled and struggled. We kept telling them you can do it, and we they kept struggling, and finally one day it clicked. Yeah, and then after that, it no really wasn't that tempo runs. Yeah, it wasn't a problem anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Well, this week, uh, the story that I have uh, kind of goes along those same lines. So it is time for Dean's thoughts. That's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. You know, I'm not very good at asking for help. It's not because I don't need it. Um, but I think it's because I struggle with imposing upon people sometimes. Uh, but there always comes a time where we need to seek help. And this one is called, Do I Need Help? As a coach and a longtime runner, I like to think I have answers to almost any running-related question. After running somewhere in the neighborhood of 100,000 miles, I have experienced many injuries and experimented with endless training plans. But even I have to know my limitations. I had an athlete who was already an All-American, but I knew she could do even more. I tried a plethora of physical and mental solutions before I came to a point that was a little frustrating for both of us. What could I do to get her to the next level? I called a friend of mine who has coached dozens of high school state champions and adults from all over the United States. He was an Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon many years ago. He and I ran on the same team in high school back in the early 80s. I decided to go to him for advice. We talked about an athlete who he had coached who recently had gone to a sports psychologist about his mental state when he ran. A week later, he made a big breakthrough, and he is now one of the fastest high school runners in the country. My friend, Randy, told me that he didn't think there was any magic in the fact that he had seen a psychologist, but that just talking with someone outside of the coach had helped him see things from a different perspective. It is also never a bad thing to hear reinforcement from the coach's perspective. I thought that just might work. I asked him if he would be that guy to talk with her. I had a lot of confidence in my friend's ability to get through to her. It worked. The day after talking with Randy, she cut five seconds from her best 800-meter runtime. That is a lot of time to cut when you're already at her level. So what did he say to her? Well, he really just said the same things I tell her, but in a different way. It clicked, and now she's faster than she has ever been. In follow-up races, we saw proof that the shift was permanent. So why do I bring this up? What does that have to do with us non-elite runners? Well, have you ever felt like you knew the answer to a problem, but you just couldn't get over the hump? We've all been there. When it happens, we often execute the definition of insanity. We do the same thing over and over and expect different results. That usually doesn't work. 
Maybe you've had an injury and you have you have complete confidence in the doctor treating you, but it just doesn't seem to get any better. It might be time to find another angle. I remember having plantar fasciitis for nine months. I tried everything, or so I thought. I asked everyone I knew about remedies. Then one day, a friend told me what his 87-year-old mother had done for it. Two weeks later, I was fine. Whatever your struggle is, whether it's performance or even just a mindset issue, ask for help outside of yourself. When I talked with Randy after my athlete made the breakthrough, he said it took humility to go to someone else for advice. Isn't that what holds us back often? Don't be afraid to seek guidance, even for those things that you think you should know about. It could make all the difference. Do you remember the story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus? These men who had known Jesus intimately for three years didn't recognize him as they traveled together. After all, Jesus was dead, right? The answer to quite literally everything was right in front of them and they could not see it. When Jesus broke bread with them, the Bible says their eyes were opened and they saw him for who he was. There's an interesting thing that happens in this story. They urged Jesus to stay with them even though they didn't know it was him. It was There was something about the man that made them want to be with him. Isn't that the way it is? Isn't it that way for us when we feel like we've hit a wall and our progress stops? We know we should seek help and we often even know who we should seek help from, but our pride gets in the way and we don't take the step. If you're struggling with something, it could be running, walking, or it could be much more personal than that. Are you banging your head against a wall and feel like you just can't make any progress? urge you to look outside of yourself and find a friend or professional to help you get over or around that wall. It could make all the difference. Hmm. That's a great story, Dean. You know, this makes me think about, we've, we've talked about this with, and I'm sure people listening to this, if you've had kids, you've experienced this, but you know, when we were coaching, I remember parents coming up to me and saying, how did you get him to do that? I've been telling him that for years, yep. and you say it one time. Well, guess what? I experienced the same thing. There's there's some people who can – I've been telling Lane and Landon things for years, and it's like you know they fight you on it or they don't believe it or what, whatever the situation. And then they go to this camp, and somebody tells them basically the same exact thing, and they come home like, guess what I learned today? And you're like, what? I've been teaching you that for years. But – you're right it's it's many times we get um we 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 have these voices in our life which are great voices not saying they're they're bad voices but they're the same people we hear from all the time and sometimes we need another voice yeah i mean it can be the same advice it can be the same tactic or it can be the same strategy but coming from a different voice often helps and i mean that's that's why corporations and nonprofits have board of directors it's it's people who are intimately involved with the business day by day because so many times and we talk about it here with run for god mm-hmm. we get so tunnel visioned that everything on our website makes perfect sense to us mm-hmm. but to everybody else something is confusing yeah and we just can't see it and we'll we'll argue in our meetings about like why why can't people understand this yeah and we, and we find out 
Well, it's because we're in this every day. We're, we kind of get tunnel vision. It makes complete sense to us. Yeah. But somebody from the outside will come in and say, hey, that that doesn't really make sense. What about this? And it's like, boom, the yeah. lights come on. Yeah. And we're like, why didn't we think of that? And so, yeah, it's just it's a great lesson you've got here. Well, one of the things is that we've got such great resources these days. Now, in this case, I kind of went old school on my resources, but um, we we have Google. Now, you got to be careful. Got to be careful with Google for (laughs) sure. But we can see a lot of different angles on things today that 40 years ago when I was young, when Randy and I were both in high school, we didn't have Google, and it was a lot harder to find resources to try to find figure out how to fix something. Today, we have all sorts of resources, so we really don't have a good excuse not to go out there and try to find those things. Uh, it took me a long time to realize it. As a matter of fact, Debbie, was she's way more um, technologically savvy, I guess, than I am because I remember. I can remember several times when we first got married. She's like, I'm, I'm struggling with trying to fix fix something or whatever. And she's like, did you Google it? I'm like, ah, no, but I will. Let me go do that. You Five know? minutes is fixed. Yeah, yeah, it, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, that's one of the things that I try to I try to ask for a lot of feedback from athletes um, for, for the reason of. I want to know because I can you, you you know this when you're a coach you can watch them work out you can watch them run you know how they feel mm-hmm. you know whether they're struggling or they're not struggling right just mm-hmm. by watching them but when you ask them how they're doing you get to find out whether or not the brain and what they're thinking is matches sure. how they really feel you know and sometimes they do often they do and sometimes they don't. Right. And that's where you got to be, you kind of got to be wise. Mm-hmm. And you, you sometimes you just got to tell somebody, I know you think you're dead, but you're not. Right. You're, you're, let's, you, you and that's it. a hard pill to swallow for it is. people. It is. It is. But as a coach, I think it's important to say, quit your whining. You're <laughs> okay. I need you to dig a little deeper. Just do it. Just do it. Just run. Yeah. Quit thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we all need that occasionally. Sure we do. And that's why we, I think not only do we need to go outside of ourselves to ask for things, but we need to go to folks who are who will challenge us sure. and will say it in a way that's very direct. Because I think sometimes I need somebody to tell me, will you quit your whining and just and just do it well and as as i i heard a a a quote here recently that really stuck with me because i have a friend and you you know the friend um but the the quote came from a it's a uh, rabbi daniel laffeter i think that's his name um he's a he's a orthodox jewish rabbi but he he does a lot of talking on um why jewish people in many cases but statistically are more successful than much of the other population. And so, so there's a lot of reasons that he goes into that are very interesting. But one, one thing really stuck with me because I have a, a very good Jewish friend who, who um, I work with on some things, but he, he says a leader who doesn't create conflict is no leader at all. Hmm. And what he's saying is, to be a leader, you constantly have to be challenging people, even if you agree with the person. And I think about my friend who is who is a Jewish businessman, and 
we'll, we'll be talking some business strategies or things like that. And I know that he agrees with me, but he will purposely get up and go to the other side of the table and play the opposite side. And it will get me so riled up and frustrated because I know he's agreeing with me, but he's, he's creating that conflict because what often comes out of it is a better solution. Yeah. And as coaches, many times that's what we have to do. Many times we know our athletes are doing something right, but they, in their minds, this is the other side of what you're saying. In their mind, they think they're doing something wrong. Yeah. And it starts to inhibit their performance. We just have to get up and go to the other side and challenge them, even though we're on the same page. Yeah. And many times they'll come to that realization that, oh, and the light bulb will go off and, and performances will improve. But I, I love that quote by, um, this this rabbi that you know a leader who doesn't create conflict is no leader at all yeah i like that that's an interesting concept yeah and the biggest key here to for all of us is recognizing that we have an issue you know the old aa thing is your first, you know the first step on aa is recognizing you have a problem sure um and it, and it goes that way for all of us we have to recognize that we could be we could do more. We could be better. We could whatever the the thing is sure. that we're talking about. Um, in order for us to get outside of ourselves and ask for an objective view, we have to realize that our view isn't perfect, mm-hmm. and that's hard for us to do sometimes because yeah. we see. You know, we have eyes. We see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we think that's got to be the only view. So, right. yeah. So this was interesting with uh, with Randy. It was. Uh, he was a, a gracious guy to just uh, to take that time sure. to uh, to make a difference. It's and good to have those people in your corner. It is. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at www.runforgod.com. All right, we're back, and it was it's championship track time. So we had some championship meets, right? We just got back from from region meet for the high school yeah, sectionals coming up. Yeah, yeah, those are yeah. always fun. I mean, those are the track meets that I do love to watch. Yeah, you know, once it gets down to region sectionals, because uh, they typically go a little faster. Things are on schedule usually. Yeah, those mid year track meets, whew, those are just. I like watching paint dry. And Landon got himself to re- to sectionals in three events. Yeah, right. Yeah, that so was, um, that's, it's been cool to watch his transformation as a runner. Yeah, he, um, he's he he's he's taking this sport on as his own now. You know, out of his own request uh, last week, he ordered uh, beetroot powder. He Just was telling me about out of that. the blue. Yeah, and Lane made the comment the other night. He said, "That's when I knew he was serious because <laughs> that stuff is disgusting." And if he, could, but we all know that it helps. And so, yeah. if he's willing to drink that, then he's serious. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good observation because, yeah, I mean, Lanifer, he's he's into it. 
which yeah. is good to see. Well, and I, I told Landon, and just so you know, Lane, if you're listening to this, I told Landon when he said that Lane took one drink and he was like he was done with it again. And I'm like, what a pansy. Man, what a pansy. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> It uh, is disgusting. I, I I can't drink it. Well, I drink it every day. Here's here here this the, this same girl I was talking about here a minute ago, um, who had that big breakthrough. We got through with our track meet this past week, and she asked me if I had any uh, protein powder. She wanted some protein after the race, after the meet, sure. on the bus on the way home. And so I said, well, I've got some protein powder, but it's got some other stuff in it, too. One of those things is beet powder, mm-hmm. amla powder. And said, so I've got several other things that are in there. And she asked, could she could she borrow some? Because it was already pre-mixed, right? And so I said, sure. I don't know if you're going to like it because there's some bitter stuff in there beside the beetroot, right? And so she she puts it in water. Well, I have it in milk. I usually blend a banana with it, so it's it's more palatable. Well, she just throws it into water. She mixes that stuff up. Well, I go back afterwards, and she's busy. She's got the top off of the bottle that, I, that I've given her to mix it up in, and she's digging around the edge of the top, just making sure she gets every bit of it. I'm like, I But go. if it's who I think it is, that's just her nature. I mean, she's the... She's the stoic one that we've talked about before that nothing gets to her. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that was no big deal. And she's, you know, I think this is, and this is the way we look at, she's a, she's an eternal optimist. And she was like, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, in her mind, it really, I think she really thought it wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not. None of that stuff is. Not, no, no. Uh, but you know, with this, 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 what I love about championship time is a lot of times when we're we're at meets during most of the year, I'm paying attention to splits. Splits are important because you want to know it helps it helps you coach, mm-hmm. right? And knowing how people are racing at championship time, it don't matter. Splits aren't important. Mm-hmm. Time at the end of the race not important. It's sure. all about racing hard. And uh, yeah, and I, I love watching that kind of stuff. Although there's some people who don't like that. Some people don't like the. Some people like it faster. Sure. And. I'm just I I love tactical races better than anything. I don't care how slow it is. Mm-hmm. If it's tactical and people are feeling each other out, there's just a there's a tension in that that I really like. Yeah. So, yeah. Um Yeah, so if uh it, it, here's the thing about we we talk about tactical races and normally we think about it from a an elite runner standpoint. We think about the girl we were just talking about and her big breakthrough came from a tactical race. She finally decided that I'm, I've got this girl in the race who's faster than me and I'm going to hang with her and I'm going to try to beat her. And that's how I'm going to I'm going to get faster. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, Miguel yesterday on the high school team. I mean, he just hung in there and hung in there and hung in there and gave it all he had. And he got a five or six second PR. Um, you know, these the tactical races can drag us along that goes for everybody Mm -hmm. it doesn't just go for the people who are leading races it goes for people uh, who are recreational racers who just go you know what i think i'm going to just try to stay with sally Mm -hmm. in this race for as long as i possibly can and sometimes that can lead to a big breakthrough sometimes you actually stay with sally the whole race that's right (laughs) that's right and surprise yourself that's exactly right so don't 
If you're out there and you're thinking, well, all this tactical racing stuff, that's not for me. If you really want to be better or faster or whatever, it is. It's for all of us. And so you might you might think about how you can use tactical racing to become a better runner if you're interested in that. Now, you may be out there and not interested in getting faster at all. That's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if you are. All right. How about a trivia question for next week? Our trivia question for next week, since we just had what's the longest race. I got my calculator out. I'm going to try uh, to figure this one out. Our uh, our trivia question for next week is, what is the most miles ever run in a year? My calculator's not working. So, uh, (laughs) I kind of got it in my head, what I think it is. All right. Well, what is the most miles ever run in a year? So, go research that if you don't know it. I didn't know it. I just happened to, I don't even know why I found this, but I found it. And so uh, go out there and find out what is the most miles anybody ever ran in one year. And send that answer to dean at runforgod.com. And we'll send you a, a cool little run club tumbler if you'll uh, if you'll answer that first at dean at runforgod.com. Yeah. Now, before we get out of here, let's remind everybody about the Hawkins Family 10K fundraiser uh in cartersville georgia this year you can run it virtually or um come and join us that's in july but also in june we're kicking off another 5k challenge class so you heard just before uh, we started talking back here the commercial on becoming a coach think about it pray about it you know start that challenge with us in june and, and take your group your local group uh, along the journey with us to a 5k it's rewarding it will not only change your students life but it will change your life yep for sure all right every week i share a reason why running is so awesome this week it's this it's inexpensive mm-hmm. running is relatively cheap be. right there are very few sp- yeah that's that's the that's you the can thing make about- it as expensive as you want that's right um and and that's cool i like that i like having the option mm-hmm. right and i've been both I've, I've i've gone to both extremes sure uh you know i've got a well, I, I have an expensive watch, but it, I didn't spend that much money on my expensive watch. I got a good deal on it. But I used to have to have the expensive watch. Yeah. I just get plane and landings hand-me-downs. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm fine with that. Um, but I, I'm not big on expensive clothing. All of the, oh, all the running shorts I have are off-brand, cheap running shorts. The, the, if it doesn't have good. Run For God on it, chances are I'm not wearing it. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah all right how about we'll leave you with this motivational thought of the week this comes from rob hannison i'm not sure if that's the way you say his name he's a writer and a runner and he says running is a lone time that lets my brain unspool the tangles that build up over days i run pound it out on the pavement channel that energy into my legs and when i'm done with my run i'm done with it hmm. Isn't that a good way yeah, to describe running? I love that. Yeah. And, and some of those things, sometimes that can be a problem that we're trying to work through, or it can be we're not happy about something, or maybe you know, maybe we're you know, it's a, a death in the family. Sure. And sometimes just using that energy and getting that out is helpful. Um, and, and of course, we hear all the time from people who talk about how prayer time during running is, mm-hmm. is really good. For whatever the reason, running can be so therapeutic to running or walking. Or walking. Or walking. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. All right. Until next week, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean.
For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.